Good morning, Craig here in Rainbow Radio. I bet you didn't think I was going to show up. <laughs> well, I'm here. It's 11 after. It uh, took a while to get set up this morning. And uh, I won't explain it more than that. Um, let's say it's sunny today. 69 degrees will be the high in Laguna Beach. Uh, winds uh, 5 to 10 and humidity at 66%. So we won't shrivel up. And wither away, which is nice. And as we go through the week, uh, we're going to be in the high 60s, um, partly cloudy Monday and Tuesday. And then Wednesday, we should expect a few showers. And then Thursday, clearing up again. Always very mild, wonderful weather here in Laguna Beach. Never, ever really very cold. I think the lowest during the week is down to a chilly 51 degrees. So as always, we are very blessed here in Laguna Beach. Uh, and very, uh, we we uh, have to remind ourselves because it's well, it's too easy to get uh, locked down in, and and forget how blessed we are in Laguna Beach. So, Greg Rainbow Radio, lots been going on this week. Uh, we lost our only gay bar in Laguna Beach. It closed the the uh, well. I don't know if it's really gay anymore. It was pseudo gay, I guess. <laughs> It was um, not encouraged to be gay, but it did still have a few patrons of that inclination, I should say. And anyway, it's closed after 50-some-odd years uh, of being mostly gay. And so uh, as Laguna Beach Pride, we're looking at alternatives here, and we have some really good ideas. I'm working on some really exciting things, and I do think there's a, a profound amount of support for it. And we'll have more. I can't really, it's still under wraps until next, uh, next, a week from today, I should have some answers for everyone. So I won't say anything more than that because it would be irresponsible of me to do that at this juncture. Um, so you'll have to tune in next week, which is fine. Tune in next week. We'll have lots of news. Um, I do have some information about an event coming up where's where's my paper on that mr bumble here i hate it when i get off to a late start and then i'm bumbling oh here it is um we're having laguna beach pride and oc center if you're not familiar if and if you live under a rock and some of us do i know i did for many years um most larger uh, metropolitan communities have what they call a LGBTQ center or center or gay center or whatever. And, and indeed, there is an OC center as there is a Los Angeles center, which for those in the know, it's uh, the center means that it's LGBTQ. So OC center here, which is uh, in Santa Ana, I believe, located, and it's, um, they have a put together what they've done quarterly are mixers. Um, so it's an LGBTQ professional mixer that's coming up. Um, and last, they do it quarterly. And what it is, it's like a Chamber of Commerce mixer. And uh, so uh, if you're not familiar with the Chamber of Commerce mixer, usually it's business people in the community that uh, like to get together and um, Kind of network, I suppose, but also uh, catch up on what's going on in the community. And if they have a common cause or they feel they need to uh, maybe work with the city council or work in, within the community on a 
charity program or uh, which is often a really good cause or work on a project in the community for the betterment of the community. Um, then they have the power in numbers and they work together. And that's usually what they call a chamber of commerce. Uh, in Laguna Beach, I, I've been working for a couple of years now and even talked to some city council members and seem to have the support uh, for what I call rainbow merchants, which would be the merchants that support diversity and have a policy of supporting diversity, which is a good thing. And uh, so what we're doing or that's coming up uh, soon, it's November 17th, and it's at the Seahorse here. And if you're not familiar with the Seahorse, uh, it is has a rich history as one of the original, <laughs> really super recognized LGBTQ uh, establishments here in Laguna Beach. So we're having a mixer that is for a, pro a professional mixer, and it is to bring uh, people in the business community together which have an interest or concern or share a common, uh, I guess, belief of, in supporting diversity uh, in a business mixer, professional mixer, but everyone is welcome. That's what I heard yesterday. So, well, do you have to have a business? No, 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 no. It's, it, it's business owners, friends of business owners, families of business owners, and it's just a chance to get together compare notes and meet one another and find out what's going on in your community. And, and it's a way to support the community. So if you're one business owner to another business owner or a business owner to a family, uh, especially now that the holidays are coming up, it's a good time to get to know your businesses in the community. And it's a good time to know what the community has to offer uh, in, in the spirit of things and the holidays. So it's, it's all, it's all a good thing. And, so the theme is, and, and actually the, the mixer, if you haven't been to a mixer, usually there's a little welcome session. Usually alcohol is uh, a part of the, is a component and it's, it's often complimentary. <coughs> Although in this case it is not, but there's usually some appetizers that are complimentary. I believe we, we'll be able to muster that. Um, although it's not as for certain. And it goes starts at six o'clock. In this case, we're going to have a, a short panel and bring up some questions to kind of start the dialogue and break the ice. So I would call it an icebreaker panel. And the theme is what makes me. And so uh, it's a discussion on experiences uh, that have allowed us to make to succeed in the marketplace, your business, you know. Um, and so it's kind of an open discussion. And again, it's sponsored by Laguna Beach Pride and the Seahorse and the OC Center is putting it on. And it just goes on for two hours uh, from, yeah, 6 to 8 p.m. on November 17th. Now, it is a Thursday because Thursdays are usually good for mixers because it's not, doesn't cut into your weekend, but it's close to enough to the weekend so that you can kind of you can kind of enjoy it. So um, I, let me just share with you what the official dialogue is about the event. Orange County professionals and businesses that are part of the LGBTQ community and aliases are welcome to join us for this new professional series. Each meeting will have a, uh, a theme of what the evening's focus will be with a guest speaker and or panel. In this case, I think uh, there's gonna be four panelists. Uh, November 17th is our second professional mixer in the series with the topic, What Makes Me? And we'll, we will explore mentorships, experience, entre 
experiences, et cetera, that have allowed people to be successful, supported, and empowered in the workplace. This is a preliminary uh, mixer, so discussions will be um, limited to 20 minutes, generally starting uh, a half hour after the event starts, along with a soft, with soft icebreaker. This is a free event, and an LGBTQ-supported businesses will, will also uh, ask to support them by purchasing a drink and or other product. It is November 17th, uh, and it is at, um, at the Seahorse here, which is on uh, PCH here. Uh, just actually just down this it's caddy corner here from where I am at the studio at the KXFM. Uh, the actual address, if you would like to know, is uh, 1796 South Coast Highway. And again, it's the Seahorse. Um, and the Seahorse has been, I went over and I met Tony Cox, and um, they've been so supportive, and they're willing just to, they got a grand piano now in there. So they have, and they have uh, become an official restaurant-type facility now so they have a fabulous menu he's saying so uh, you can plan on going and having a cocktail and enjoying the mixer and then maybe stay for dinner because they do have uh, a full menu now that they're very quite proud of he said uh, it's a he it, we have a signature chef and then he goes well i hate that word saying it's a signature chef but he said he uh, the chef is uh, uh world class uh along that scope and that their menu reflects that. So we'll see. Uh, I, I think it would be great to support the community. And again, the 17th of November, I guess it's a primer for Thanksgiving, which I think would be great. So what, a, what, what fun. It's a Thursday uh, at the Seahorse. So we will be pleased on that one. And then I am working on an event for happy hour on the 18th, but that is still in the works and I'll let you know more, more about that. Yes. So I have had, um, I'd like to shout out to some people listening. I've had some commentary that I don't play enough music. <laughs> and I have to say my music is a little stale and it's probably because there's so much technical work to get new music into the system here. Uh, and my time is so limited. So I have, um, I've experimented with, uh, with some, uh, with, with getting some new music. I'm going to try uh, a, a new system here and hopefully it works right now and take a short music break. Hopefully if it works, we'll, we'll, we'll be on to a whole new library here. How about that? There's something to be said for getting older Dusty bottles pour a finer glass of wine An old beat-up guitar just sounds better And wisdom only comes with time Mistakes before they happen Separate the BS from the truth 
what I need to keep my mouth shut Like I couldn't in my wild and wasted youth Don't get me wrong It's good being young But there's something to be said for getting wrinkles Every song worth singing has got those lines And there's nothing you can do It's gonna happen Sit down and drink a beer with Father Time That was Willie Nelson, and he is like, I think he's like 92. <laughs> and that's a new song, and it, it's kind of a sad song, but it's a reflection about being old and, and, and enjoying the, uh, the good parts and reflecting on being, uh, reflections on youth. So um, I find it, um, I find the part about sitting down with Father Time and having a beer <laughs> uh, quite interesting, so... Anyway, uh, that's my first song on my selector. Now, I do have a song I want to dedicate to someone um, that uh, is near and dear to me, and uh, that would be Lynn McAvoy, uh, this next song right here by Judy, Judy Collins. Still can recall some are dead. 
a very poignant song. We're, I, I'm kind of on a, a, a mellow mood this morning here at KXFM Radio, Craig, in uh, Laguna Beach. Uh, I do have an up-tempo song in the works next, so, but let's, uh, let's move right along here. Let's get to some good news in, um, in, uh, let's do On This Day in History real quick and, and, uh, and come back to another song here and, uh, yeah. As as I've been suggest, suggested, new song. So uh, October 29th, that is today. Only a few days left in this month. And uh, human rights campaign study shows that 60% of Americans, uh, Americans adoption agencies accept applications from gay and lesbian couples. And 40% claim to have placed children in homes headed by same-sex couples. That is from 2003. So that's, a, uh, what, nine years ago. Uh, so... That's, that is good news. I've often maintained that uh, when gay couples decide to have children, they're, I think, and this is my opinion, and I'm entitled to my opinion, but I think they're more often prepared to have children than uh, opposite-sex couples because I think sometimes opposite-sex couples have children unexpectedly <laughs> for a variety of reasons because, um, you know, well, it's just the... The human condition, I guess. I don't know. Uh, moving right along to 2004, Germany expands the rights of same-sex couples, allowing registered domestic partners to adopt each other's children. So familyhood is really good, I think. Uh, they interviewed, I noticed on, um, on uh, YouTube, they interviewed Pete Buttigieg about him and Chaston's uh, uh, two kids they've gotten and being parents. And I warmed my heart, uh, the conversation and the interview and uh, the attitude about being a parent and uh, the responsibility of being a parent. And his, his comments were, wow, I was, I was blown away and um, glad he has that in his life. I'm glad him and Chaston have two kids and, and uh, he, uh, from according to him, it sounds like it's made a profound difference in his world and his perspective and he shared that was very candid in sharing of of that of having children i myself not having had any and uh, often felt in a way that i don't know my generation uh i think for many years de denied myself that oh i could never have children i'm gay that's just not acceptable you know and then one day i i met uh, a young man and he uh, confessed that he had a, a, a child, wanted to know if that was okay. And uh, I, I thought about it and I thought, well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> well, why do I deny myself that? <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it, um, old habits um, take a, a while to break. So moving along to September, or excuse me, October 30th, in 1968, popular science film star Ramon Navarro is murdered in North Hollywood 
by uh, his North Hollywood home by Paul and Tom Ferguson, age 22 and 17, whom he had hired from an agency to come to his home for sex. According to the prosecution, in the murder case, the two young men believed that a large sum of money was hidden in Navarro's house. The prosecution accused the brothers of torturing Navarro for several hours to force him to reveal where the non-existent money was hidden. They left the house with $20 they took from his bathrobe pocket. Navarro died as a result of asphyxiation, having choked to death on his own blood after being beaten. This is lovely. The two perpetrators were caught and sentenced to long prison terms, but released on probation in the mid-70s. Uh, um, both were later rearrested on unrelated crimes for which they served longer prison terms than for the murder of Navarro. Very interesting. In 1974, the cycle SLUTS, 14-man in lingerie, makeup, beehives, beards, mustaches, and leather jackets premiered in Los Angeles. <laughs> Well, I never heard of them. <laughs> Wonder what they're up to today. <laughs> in uh, 1986, in Lima, Peru, police raid a lesbian bar and arrest about 70 women. Wow. Televised reports have been previously mod uh, notified by that they've been previously notified by, pol by police are present to film the women for their local news reports. As a result, many of the women lose their jobs, some are beaten by their families, and at least two are raped on their way home from the police station. That is just lovely. That is 1986. Moving along to Halloween, October 31st. In 1955, three men were arrested in Boise, Idaho on charges of lewd conduct and sodomy. Why does Boise, Idaho have this sex thing going? I don't know. I lived there for, for what, four years. I didn't see any of that. <laughs> uh, back to this. Uh, three men were arrested in Boise, Idaho, on charges of lewd conduct and sodomy in citing a moral panic Yeah, mm -hmm, in Boise that resulted in 16 additional arrests, 15 convictions, and almost 1,500 people being questioned. They got to cleanse that city. 1955, though. Mm -hmm. In 1969, the, the Times runs a seven-page cover story entitled The Homosexual, Newly Visible, Newly Understood, mm. in 69, presenting a case for greater tolerance of homosexuals, yet emphasized the effeminate side of homosexuality and uh, to uh, the exclusion of everyone else. Oh, yeah. Well, I often maintain homosexuality is like a, a man's toupee. <laughs> you only notice the poorly aligned toupee. <laughs> you don't, you miss the multitudes of ones that are so dang good that you can't tell they're wearing a toupee. And that's the idea. <laughs> so um, the same goes with the obvious homosexual you only spy the obvious ones and there's a multitudes of others that you'll never know they're the ones that give you the colonoscopy they're the ones that uh, i don't know paint your car do the body work on your car they're the mechanic they're the, they're everywhere trust me <laughs> they're the paramedic uh, you never know but you don't see them like that bad hair piece mm-hmm 
I remember singing <laughs> Frank Sinatra's song at a, oh, now I digress. But okay, I can digress once in a while. I was at a karaoke bar and there was this handsome gentleman that I that said hello uh, earlier in the evening and he was in the audience and I was singing a Frank Sinatra song, those fingers in your hair. And I put my hands into his hair and I didn't realize he had a, and he kind of shied away and I thought, oh, well, he's just shy. And I tried again with, to realize that he had a hair piece. <laughs> and he was afraid I was going to like expose it. And I didn't realize it was a really good one. I was so embarrassed. And later on, I apologized and he said, and I says, but you know, it has to be damn good because I had no idea. And he's, and he laughed. He was very good about it, but yeah, you don't see the good ones. And sometimes uh, you have to be very careful, <laughs> especially when you're karaokeing and singing Frank Sinatra songs, but I digress. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> um, in 1969, here we go again on that 69 in San Francisco, lesbians and gay men protest homophobic language in the examiner. The newspaper employees respond by showing the demonstrators with a uh, showering the demonstrators with purple ink and violence ensues. Now I always felt that the San Francisco examiner was pretty li liberal, but maybe that was the San Francisco Chronicle. Maybe there's two different ones, maybe the examiner Chronicle. I don't know. And Herb Kane, he always wrote about some of the gay bars. He wrote about one particular gay bar that was only gay on one day of the week, but somehow a lot of straight people got mixed up on the day and they just kind of showed up there. He always found that interesting. <laughs> oh, I got the wrong day. Oh, well, I might as well hang around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How convenient. In 1980, French-Canadian flight attendant, Gatong Dugas, pays his first known visit to New York City bathhouses. All of New York City's early AIDS and infections would be traced to Dugas, uh, since dubbed Patient Zero. I watched a documentary on that, and there's a lot more behind that, unfairly, um, you know, st stuck that label on him, which is, uh, again, you got to watch the documentary if you want to know the, the rest of the story, but yeah. It's 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 a good documentary and it explains a lot of how uh, the virus was spread. If you're into understanding, well, it's, everyone should understand what happened there. Anyway, moving along after Halloween to November first, nineteen seventy one, the Body Politic, Canada's first gay rights magazine, hits the newsstands in nineteen seventy two. That certain summer, a made-for-TV movie about a teenage son learning about his divorced father's homosexuality, there you go, Brian Rodriguez, airs on ABC. It is watched by almost 2 million people. Now, that's a statement in itself. <laughs> in 1999, Nancy Katz becomes the first openly Lesbian judge in the United States in the in the state of U.S. of state of Illinois. Hmm. Okay, moving along to November two. Oh my God, we're back to Boise, Idaho again. <laughs> Why? What happened? What is with? We must have some bad DNA up there. In 1955, Boise, Idaho. <laughs> Three men 
are accused of having sex with teenagers, setting off a politically motivated 15-month investigation of local gay male networks. Some 1,400 people this time are accused in the McCarthy era witch hunt that results. Dozens are arrested, nine men are imprisoned for as long as 15 years, and an untold number of gay men flee the city. Oh, my God. You know, (laughs) I took a job there in 1995. I wasn't, uh, well, I had to get out a map and find out where Boise, Idaho was. I knew where Idaho was, but I wasn't sure. And that's where I was going to be based as a regional manager or hotel chain, which will go unnamed. And so I, I moved from Scottsdale to a culture shock, culture shock, culture shock. And the, the day or the week I got there, that weekend, they had a pride event in town Boise. And I thought, oh, it'd be fun. I better go check it out. Well, the protesters, <laughs> the participants, by about two to one, and there were protesters there, one of which was dressed up like the Grim Reaper with a sickle, you know, uh, very kind of not nice. And I thought to myself, what have I done? <laughs> Welcome to Boise. And <laughs> But, you know, I was there for three or maybe close to four years. And as I discovered... Um, it wasn't, that wasn't what it was. Boise was a wonderful place. And, uh, for that, I am very grateful. Um, I, I met some wonderful people there and that first, uh, experience was not telling of the rest of my experience there in Boise. I find this interesting, (laughs) such a legacy here, uh, of history about lovely Boise. Okay, enough of that said. I'm moving on to 1977, SAGE, S-A-G-E, Senior Action and Gay Environment in a Gay Environment, is founded in New York City, which is the goal of improving the lives of LGBTQ seniors. I've been doing that here local with Club Q, yeah, right here in little old Laguna Beach. In 1993, voters uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Lewiston, Maine, Repeal bans on discrimination based on homosexual orientation. Hmm. In 2004, voters in San Mateo County, California, approve a measure to prohibit public sector employment discrimination based on sexual orientation with a 70.5% of voters' votes in favor. That's a community vote. Wow. In 2010, voters in El Paso, Texas, pass an initiative that um, strips health insurance benefits from The unmarried partners of city employees. Supporters say that their intention was to target gay city employees and their partners. Isn't that lovely? El Paso. In 2011, the United States Internal Revenue Service announces that it intends to issue a formal agreement known as a Notice of Acquiescence with the 2010 United States Tax Court decision in O'Donabian versus commissioner, allowing people to deduct the costs for treating gender identity disorder from their federal income taxes. 2011. And moving along to November 3, in 1975, Kennedy's children by gay playwright 
Robert Patrick opens on Broadway at the John Golden Theater and runs for 72 performances. In 1975, the Wall Street Journal runs a front page story on the growing influence and success of The Advocate, the nation's leading gay publication. Hmm. 1992, in Colorado, 53% of voters approve Amendment 2, an initiative banning state and municipal rights ordinances for lesbian and gay men. That's lovely. Family values organizations in more than 35 states begin campaigning for similar propositions. In Oregon, voters reject Measure 9, an initiative similar to Amendment 2. Oregon's always been a little more progressive. In 1998, Tammy Baldwin, Democrat, is elected to the United States House of Representatives. She is the first open lesbian and the first non-incumbent gay candidate to be elected to federal office. In 1998, voters in Hawaii approve Amendment 2, giving the Hawaiian state legislature the power to restrict marriage to mixed-sex couples. Lovely. In 1998, Aaron McKinney is found guilty of murdering Matthew Shepard. He is sentenced to two consecutive life terms in prison. In 2009, Washington voters approve a referendum, 71, to uphold the state's uh, everything but marriage domestic partnership law with 53% of the vote. Lovely. In 2009, Maine voters repeal the state's marriage equality law by 53%. Moving along to our last day of the week, November 4th. In 1980, Barney Frank, a Democrat from Massachusetts, is elected to his first term in the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, Barney was great. <laughs> in 2008, California voters banned same-sex marriage with Prop 8. I remember it well. Oh, my Lord. I marched. I participated becoming the first U.S. state to do so after marriages had been legalized for same-sex couples. The amendment to California's constitution passed by a margin of 52 to 47 and overturned the state Supreme Court's ruling in May in favor of same-sex marriage. In 2008, Arizona and Florida voters passed constitutional amendments banning, banning same-sex marriage. Go Florida and Arizona, yeah. In 2008, Arkansas voters pass Act 1, which effectively bans adoption of same-sex couples by, by same-sex couples by a margin of 54 to 41%. Enough of that negativity. You know, I, I just wish that there was more kindness in this world. Kindness is a good thing. We should all be much, 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 much. Well, if you're being very kind, then, then ignore my my words. But there's a lot of people who are who are less who are less than kind. Um, so I promised you a a a fun more. <laughs> it's a song that was popular a few years ago. Time of Our Lives by Pit Bull Neo. And it's about going out on Saturday night, even if you can't afford to. <laughs> We've all done it, haven't we? Yeah, I only got so I can't pay the rent, but I got enough money to go out tonight and uh, be irresponsible. So, yeah, that happens, right? I work my ass off, but I still can't 
Atlanta some sass, cause I'ma get loose tonight. She's on fire, she's so hot. I'm no liar, she burned up the spot. Look like Mariah, I took another shot. Hold her, drop, 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 drop it like it's hot. Dirty talk, dirty man. She a freaky girl, and I'm a freaky man. She on the rebound, broke up with an ex, and I'm like Rodman, ready on deck. I told her I wanna ride up, and she said yes. We didn't go to church, but I got I'm blessed. say there's some uh that's not the radio version i have to cut that one short i'm so sorry um uh, my apologies that i thought it was a radio version and it's not so we're gonna we're gonna skip on to ava cassidy in a in a, another classic
Fields of Gold. I am going to take it out with just one more song here. I got four more minutes. I'm. Uh, thanks for bearing with me while I get my new feet, my feet wet in some new technology here, with a new library, and I, uh, it works. And now I know what I can really do. So next week, expect a lot more from me. Okay. I want to thank uh, um, my audience and thank uh, the people that have uh, suggested that I, I freshen up. I got some new. Um, LGBTQ artists that I want to feature this next week, um, particularly a female <laughs> that's uh, actually she did a thing with Joni Mitchell um, at uh, the Newport uh, Jazz in uh, in uh, on the East Coast Newport Jazz thing. Um, anyway, it was it's I'll I'll talk about it next week, and we'll have that on, which is is going to be great. And um, don't forget, we have the mixer coming up for uh, uh, the business mixer coming up on the 17th. That's the Thursday at the Seahorse. We'll hopefully see everyone there. We hope we have a great turnout. It's for everyone. It's free um, just to show up, maybe stay for dinner um, and support the, the Seahorse restaurant, which would be is a great cause. So thanks for tuning in. I'm going to take it out with a Frank Sinatra song, of course, because after, you know, he is... Uh, <laughs> well, he is a great artist. And here we go. One for my baby and one more for the road. <laughs> it's quarter to three. There's no one in the place except you and me. Set them up, Joe. I got a little story I think you should know. We're drinking, my friend, to the end of a brief episode. 